Chapter One of Camp Fire Girls at Twin Lakes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Lucy Burgoyne. Camp Fire Girls at Twin Lakes, or The Quest of a Summer Vacation, by Stella M. Francis. Chapter One About Teeth and Teddy Bears. Girls, I have some great news for you. I'm sure you'll be interested, and I hope you'll be as delighted as I am. Come on, all of you, gather around in a circle, just as if we were going to have a council fire, and I'll tell you something that will, that will teddy bear your teeth. A chorus of laughter, just a little derisive. Greeted Catherine Crane's enigmatical figure of speech. The merriment came from eleven members of Flamingo Campfire, who proceeded to form an arc of a circle in front of the speaker on the hillside grass plot near the white canvas tents of the girls' camp. What does it mean to Teddy Bear your teeth? inquired Juliet Hyde with mock impatience. Come, Catherine. You are as much of a problem with your ideas as Harriet Newcomb is with her big words. Do you know the nicknames some of us are thinking of giving to her? No, what is it? Catherine asked. Polly. Polly? Why Polly? was the next question of the user of obscure figures of speech, who seemed by this time to have forgotten the subject that she started to introduce when she opened the conversation. Polysyllable, of course, Juliet answered, and the burst of laughter that followed would have been enough to silence the most ambitious joker. But this girl fun-maker was not in the least ambitious, so she laughed appreciately with the others. Well, anyway, she declared after the merriment had subsided, Harriet always used her polysyllables correctly, so I am not in the least offended at your comparison of my obscurities with her profundities. There, how's that? Don't you think you'd better call me Polly, too? Not till you explain to us what it means to teddy bears one's teeth, Azalea Atwood stipulated sternly. What I'm afraid of is that you're trying to introduce politics into this club, and we won't stand for that a minute. Oh, yes, Julietta, you may have your wish. If what Azalea says is true, Marie Crismore announced so eagerly that everybody present knew that she had an idea and waited expectedly for it to come out. We'll call you Polly, politics. Of course everybody laughed at this, and then Harriet Newcomb demanded that her rival for enigmatical honours make good. What does it mean to teddy bear one's teeth? she demanded. Oh, you girls are making too much of that remark, Catherine protested modestly. I really am astonished at every one of you, ashamed of you, in fact, for failing to get me. I mean that you would be delighted, delighted, get me, delighted. Oh, I get you, 
Helen Nash announced, lifting her hand over her head with an I know teacher attitude. Well, Helen, get up and speak your piece, Catherine directed. You referred to the way Theodore Roosevelt shows his teeth when he says he's delighted, but we got you wrong when you said you would tell us something that would teddy bear our teeth. You meant bear, not bear. When Teddy laughs, he bears his teeth. Isn't that it? This isn't the first time that Helen Nash had proved herself a regular Sherlock Holmes, Marion Stanlock declared enthusiastically. We are pretty well equipped with brains in this camp, I want to tell you. We have Harriet, the walking dictionary, Catherine, the girl enigma, and Helen, the detective. Every girl is supposed to be a puzzle. Ernestine Joanson reminded, I don't like to snatch any honours away from anyone, but, you know, we should always have the truth. Yes, let us have the truth about this interesting teddy teeth bearing delighting announcement that Catherine has to make to us, Estelle Adler implored. The delay wasn't my fault, Catherine said, with an attitude of perfect willingness, if all this nonsense will stop. But here comes Miss Ladd. Let's wait for her to join us, for I know you will all want her opinion of the proposition I am going to put to you. Miss Harriet Ladd, guardian of the fire, bearing a large bouquet of wild flowers that she had just gathered in timber along the bank of the stream, joined the group of girls seated on the grass a minute later, and then all waited expectantly for Catherine to begin. End of chapter 1